Hey there, welcome to OPG's Tips and Tricks. Here I'm gonna share some quick tips and some tricks that I think you'll find very useful. Let's get right to it. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tips and Tricks with the Orion Photo Group, your go-to source for photography wisdom. My name is Jason Group, and uh, hopefully I have another good episode for you. We're recording this episode a little bit before Thanksgiving today. And uh, lots to be thankful for this year. I hope the same is true for you as well. Um, we can always find something to be thankful, right? <laughs> thankful for, right? All right. This episode is all about the art of shooting with different compositions in wedding photography. This one's a little more out there, a little more, uh, uh, a little different, a little bit more uh, outside thinking than just physical, hey, do this, hey, do that. Um, so I hope you enjoy this one and uh, maybe you're driving to a wedding that you're photographing and uh, maybe this will give you some inspiration for for that. All right. So as wedding photographers at Orion Photo Group, our goal is to craft compelling visual stories that leave a lasting impression or as wedding photographers in general. We're going to explore some techniques to elevate your photography game through diverse compositions. Okay. So number one. Understanding composition basics. So before I begin, let's just understand some, you know, basic rules that I'm sure most of you know, but maybe will serve as a refresher for you. So before we dive in, let's revisit those fundamentals of composition. Rule of thirds, leading lines and framing are the foundation. Uh, if you don't understand rule of thirds, uh, I suggest that you go buy a book on it or do some reading on it. Uh, it is uh, everything that we do and the, one of the most important elements in photography as far as composition is concerned. Mastering rule of thirds is, is super duper important. Uh, breaking your frame into a three by three grid and strategically placing elements that can add balance and interest to your photos. That's the best way to describe that. So then we move on to symmetry and asymmetry. And symmetry and asymmetry play pivotal roles, of course. Perfectly mirrored compositions bring harmony, ideal for classic weddings, while asymmetry injects dy dynamism. I wrote that word down. And I didn't think I was going to have to actually say it. Dynamism. <laughs> Perfect for capturing candid moments and conveying a relaxed atmosphere. So, uh, you know, just kind of talking about that a little bit. So symmetry versus asymmetry. You'll find that, uh, for, you know, classic weddings and people who are looking for more traditional type stuff, you're going to want just straight out, line things up, good symmetry, and, uh, it works really well. Where breaking those rules of symmetry with asymmetry injects something different that, uh, more non-traditional weddings are going to be looking for. All right. So moving on, we're going to talk about playing with perspectives. So, you know, again, uh, and I've talked about this on, on some of uh, the other podcasts as well, changing your shooting angle to add a different, uh, fresh perspective. Experiment with high and low angles to transform mundane scenes into a captivating visual narrative. A bird's eye view captures a expansive scenes while a ground level shot adds intimacy. So some examples of that from my own shooting days. Uh, changing your perspective is always, uh, a good way to get some great shots. 
I rem- a very good friend of mine, his name is uh, Bed Crispin, who's one of the best photojournalism uh, wedding photographers out there. He would always say, if I don't come home filthy from being on the ground all day, I didn't do a good job. I didn't do a good job for my clients that day. And there's a lot of, lot of truth to that. Um, so getting on the ground and shooting from a different perspective, one of the things, and, you know, this kind of combined the symmetry and asymmetry in my shots is one of the things that I always would do at every single wedding would be to put my camera during a ceremony. I'd back up, let's say it's a church, you're in between, you're in the aisle. I would put my camera on the ground. I'd put my wallet underneath my lens and I'd line it up so that the bride and groom were in the center and I'd have the pews on either side of me creating a nice, uh, some nice lines. And uh, again, just a different perspective that always made for a very cool shot. It didn't matter where I was, whether it be uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City or some basement wedding uh, in, in the, in the, in, in a church or some small ceremony out in the woods. Didn't matter. That always made for a great shot. It was one of the canned shots that I would always do. It would always wind up as being their last shots in their wedding album, uh, or in the middle of the wedding album. Uh, it was always a great storytelling, uh, photo. Uh, and then to, to go the other way from bird's eye view, uh, end of the night shooting dance floor pictures, I would always get up on a ladder. Traditionally, I would get up on a ladder and shoot during a hora, so I would uh, be able to capture the bride and groom or the couple uh, at the same angle that they were at, being lifted up in chairs. Or I would just take my uh, get a super duper wide angle lens and just put my hand up in the air as how as high as I could go and shoot down on the dancing shot. So changing your perspective uh, will always always uh, give you something different, and there's so many things that you can do. With that. So think about those things. Okay. Moving on to the next part. Balancing light and shadow. Okay. I talked about this a lot in one of my previous episodes about, uh, different lighting techniques. Understanding the, the play between light and sha- shadow is crucial with all of your photography, right? Experimenting with backlighting for a dreamy atmosphere and embrace silhouettes for a gold, during the golden hour for a touch of mystery and adding a little drama. Lots of different things that you could do using shadows, uh, during portrait sessions with brides and grooms or couples always makes for, for really great shots. Uh, whether it's just shooting, just shooting the shadow itself or doing like, like I said before about, uh, doing a silhouette during a sunset. And there are lots of things that you can do and create different shots during those same. So backlighting, lots of things you could do silhouettes. Um, you could create rim light, uh, lot, uh, you know, and lots of things that you could do with that. So playing around with light and shadow, that's what we do as photographers, right? Okay. Next, candid moments. Obviously, I talked about this a lot in one of my last episodes too. Candid moments captured through a photojournalistic approach convey those raw emotions and ups- unscripted things that are happening during the wedding. And being a photojournalist and wedding photographer requires a lot of effort. Uh, it's not something that comes natural to many of us. Uh, if you're an older photographer like I am and been around a while, you were trained in a very classic style portraiture. You get the shots that you're supposed to do. Those are the most important shots first. 
and then you can play from there if you want to, but may not necessarily do that. As a photojournalist and photographer, you're throwing all those rules away, meaning you're willing to take a risk on a shot and missing a shot so that you could get that great photojournalist shot. And you need to find the balance of that because you don't want to miss too many shots. Uh, and it depends on what you're there to be hired for. Um, and uh, it's really important that you understand what your clients are looking for. So if you can say to your clients, hey, listen, I'm going to be looking for the most creative shots uh, that you could ever imagine, but that I might miss you kissing uh, at the end of the ceremony, or I might miss uh, something during the wedding ceremony, and I don't have another photographer with me. Are you okay with that? That would be um, one way to handle that. If not, and they say, oh, well, well you know, the kiss shot's really important to us, uh, that's what you're there to do. You're there to work for that client. So, um, but I do find that if you work really, really hard, even if that client says, no, no, I don't want you missing any shots, what I found as a newer learning person into photojournalism, shooting everything, looking for everything all the time and ne- never stopping. And, and when I say that, it is easier said than done because when you're working over an eight hour day, you need breaks and you can get very tired moving. It's exhausting emotionally for us as wedding photographers to make sure that we're there doing the jobs that we can do. But it's that really, really cool shot that you get of one of the kids playing on the dance floor or uh, one of the groomsmen just dancing his brains out at a wedding 30 minutes before the wedding is over. And you all you want to do is pack your camera up. But they are just doing this amazing air guitar solo on the dance floor. You don't want to miss that. Or the shots the guys are doing in the back of the room. Great time to get some really cool candid shots with the, you know, the, the shot, you know, blasting all over a guy's face or sweaty, uh, groomsmen. There's nothing better than a great groomsman shot when he's all sweaty and gross, enjoying himself and really, really being there in the moment. Um, so that's, that's another, another way too. And then finally, um, environmental portraits. I talked about this a lot in one of my past episodes as well. Uh, placing your subjects within surroundings and adding context and their personalities, whether it's a landscape shot, an architecture shot, or interactions with wedding guests, this technique tells a broader story. Again, that's what I just described with changing my perspective with the back of the room uh, church shot. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's an environmental shot. A landscape shop would be putting them next to a big tree on a hill and capturing them from very, very far away. Um, my good friend Cliff Mountainer used to call them, uh, where's Waldo shots? Cause they <laughs> would be like, where's the bride and groom in this shot or the couple in this shot? But a lot of times that would create just a really, really beautiful artistic shot in, in, in placing them in an environment and any in, in interactions with wedding guests too. Doing a bridal portrait with the with the wedding guests around them, uh, what a great shot to do something like that! And you could do those bridal parties as well. So this is kind of a quick episode, but again, um, you know, mastering the art of shooting in different compositions is a journey of exploration, as as is everything else. Combining a solid understanding of compositional principles, I do really suggest that you study compositional principles. There's lots of books about them. Go out and read them. It'll change your thought processes when you start looking at like the tried and true uh, principles that you'll see in a PPA test, uh, Professional Photographers of America test, or any 
of your local chapter photography groups that really get into the nitty gritty of those things. It's never been something that I've done a lot of time studying, but dig out one of those books, well, old school, old school compositional principle books, and it'll, it'll blow your mind a little bit if you've never done it before. I really, really suggest that uh, a lot. Uh, and then taking that education and then pushing those creative boundaries, learning to push out of those things. Those things will really elevate your wedding photography. So as you embark on your next assignment, remember that each moment is an opportunity to craft a visually stunning and emotional and emotionally resonant story. Thanks for joining us on this t- episode of Tips and Tricks with the Orion Photo Group. Until next time, capturing, keep capturing those great moments we'll see out there. And uh, I'm not sure when this episode will come out, but uh, I'm feeling Thanksgiving this week. Happy Thanksgiving. Lots to be thankful for. I hope you are well out there. Take care, everyone. Hey, do you have a tip or trick you want to share with us? Please email me, jgroup at orionphotogroup.com. I would love to hear your tips or tricks, and we'll even send you a nice little reward for doing so. Until then, thank you.